Join Planet Fitness now through March 16th and get the PF Black Card for zero enrollment in $22.99 a month. You'll enjoy an upgraded experience with tons of perks. Like access to more than 2,000 locations worldwide? Yep. Super soothing hydro massage chairs? Yes. Can I bring a friend every time? Sure. Can my friend be a horse? Mm, nay. Uh, sorry. Get the PF Black Card and feel fit-tacular. Zero enrollment, $22.99 a month. Deal ends March 16th. See club for details. Blog Talk Radio. What's up, family? What's good? Hey. Why y'all looking all sad? Mary Mary here, Ruben, everybody in the cup, we ready to do this? Nah, man. Everybody's running late. Are you serious? Yes. And I hope they make it. Oh, they make it. They may be late, but they'll make it. They better make it, because we've got a lot to do. Welcome to Blessings by Grace Radio. Tonight is our weekly Food for the Soul Bible Study Sessions. Tonight is October the 22nd, 2020. Tonight, the doctor is in. Yes, and yes, we are back with critically acclaimed bishop, founder, and overseer of the Greater All Nations Pentecost Church of Jesus Christ Incorporated, Dr. Bishop Alfred Moore. Tonight, 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 he will be breaking down the religious barriers. He will be teaching you what thus saith the Lord. What the Lord has given to him, he will give it to us raw and uncut. That is so totally awesome, awesome, and more awesome, and more awesome as usual. I love 
us having the opportunity to come on the air and give you guys a good word, the good news. I love that so much because you know what? You guys are a one you guys are a one hundred percent portion of the reason why we do this. We love to have you guys on listening to us, no matter where you're listening from, in the United States, outside of the United States. We are so grateful and elated when you have the opportunity to join us. It does our heart successfully well because we believe that it was a destiny for you to be here. Now, I want to talk about real quick while Dr. Moore is stepping into Terry. I wanted to just talk about, <clears throat> I have this thing called BibleStudyTools.com. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I always, it, I have it set to my phone, to my computer, through my Google, and it pops up with different verses and messages and things that are just a positive inspiration about the good news. And you might say, what is the good news? What's good? Well, the good news is the story of Jesus Christ, which is basically the Bible, and all of his good accolades and things that he had done. So for today, very quickly, I'm just going to read the verse, and then I'll go ahead and let you guys know what I think. And then Dr. Moore shall be ready at the time. That's where we can get into what we're all here for, because every Thursday, I'm just like you guys, I am ready, ready, ready for the word. So are you ready for the word? Because I know that I am ready, ready, ready for the word. Right. So here we go. The scripture that they sent me today was from 1 Kings chapter 8. It was the first verse. It says, Then King Solomon summoned into his presence at Jerusalem the elders of Israel, all the heads of the tribes, and the chiefs of the Israelite families to bring up the ark of the Lord's covenant from Zion, the city of David. So what I'm taking from this is just like in present day, when you are a king or let's just say a president, this is talking about present day, or you are a ruler of some sort. This is what they did back then. They needed to have all the presence of all the heads. That means like CEOs or presidents or, you know, um, the leaders, I should say, of those countries, of those tribes, the chiefs of all the families. They needed to come to bring up the ark. So what they needed to do is they needed to come and have a covenant. Now, what is a covenant? A covenant is a direct agreement between yourself and God. Your, it's an agreement, basically, kind of like if you have a mortgage, kind of like if you sign it for school, you sign papers, you made an agreement to fulfill something. Well, that's the same thing with God. God had certain people in the Bible that he made covenants with. He made agreements with those particular people. They had an agreement. It was a verbal understanding, and that was what went forth. So I just thought I would share that with you because it's basically from my take of it. And remember, my take is my take. You may have a different take on it. But, hey, I'd love to dive into that with you. So if you have a different opinion, that's awesome, too. But so basically my take is that King Solomon, he summoned all the higher elders of Israel, all the leaders of the tribes, and the, the chiefs of all the families to bring them to the ark so that way they can have an agreement with God and themselves. And this was coming out of the city of David. So that was just my little take. My thought about it with the King of Solomon, I wanted to break down how I took it when I read it. So thank you guys for listening to me. The doctor is officially ready. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen. The doctor is in. The doctor of the hour, Dr. Bishop Osmond. God bless you all. God bless you in Radio Land tonight. Amen. We... I'm so grateful to be able to come back to you once again on this Thursday night, amen, to give you food for thoughts tonight. As we are living in this world, praise the Lord, we need some food. And amen, the word of God is food to give us, amen, for a thought as we on this pathway to righteousness. Thank God again, amen, for our announcers tonight, amen, and amen, what the Lord is blessing her with. We are going to get into the Word of God tonight. Uh, she always say, get your Bibles out. Amen. Uh, no matter what it is, praise the Lord and follow along with us because I read the Scriptures. Amen first. And then, praise the Lord, we 
give you some meanings of what, amen, we believe that the word of God is telling us. And we're going to come from tonight, amen, we're going to come from Ephesians chapter 1, verse 9 through 14, and Colossians 1, 26 and 27. That is Ephesians verse 1, 9 through 14, and Colossians 1, 26 and 27. And the reason says, have made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he has purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of time, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ. In him, yea, also trust us. After that, ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that you believe. Ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is honest in our inheritance until the redemption of the purchase process unto the praise of his glory. Colossians 1, 26 and 27, even the mystery which has been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifested to his saints, to whom God would have known what is the richness of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Ephesians 5 and 27 said that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having a spot or rancor, uh, any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. The Lord is speaking to us tonight. Amen from Ephesians 1, 9 and 14. Letting us know, amen, that have Paul, letting us know, amen, that have made known unto us the mystery of his will. The thing that had been hidden, God has now revealed it to us. According to his good pleasure, his own time, which he has purpose in himself, God has made this mystery known unto us. And we are in the dispensation of time that he has revealed his mystery to us from heaven on earth. And we going to get into this, amen, and this mystery, amen, tonight that we are tempted to talk about is the church itself. Ephesians 5 and 27, amen, brings it very clear to us that he might present it to himself a glorious church. What kind of church that the Lord is looking for? A glorious church not having spot or rancor or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. That is the kind of church the Lord is looking to come in 
back to receive. As we are living in this time and day, and you say that you are a believer in Christ, as we study the word of God tonight, God is looking for a holy church, a church without any excuse, a church without a blemish, or a wrinkle, or any such thing within it. Amen tonight, amen. Amen. God is a holy God. He perfected holiness. Amen. God wants us to be like him. And that is to be no none other than be holy. And I have come to learn over these years our enemy that is mostly against us is our flesh. Because our flesh do not want to live holy. But the true church of Jesus Christ is is not a building. The, the real church of Jesus Christ is not a building. But it is composed of people who have been redeemed and has surrendered their lives to the Lord. Now we sometimes get it all mixed up. We think sometimes the church building is is the covenant of God, but the church building is is not amen the covenant of God. The true church amen is the people of God. We sometimes amen overlooks that, and if you don't have Amen. Sometimes a fine building, people don't want to go there. But that amen is not what Jesus is saying. Praise the Lord. Jesus is letting us know tonight, amen. The nature of the church depends on the people who often worship in the church building. If they are individuals who have given themselves wholeheartedly Unto the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Amen. Jesus is not concerned about the building of the church, but He is concerned about the faith that is in the building, how they gave their lives wholeheartedly unto Him. This is who we worship tonight. We don't worship the church building, but we worship Amen. Jesus Christ in the church building. That they will. Exhibit the nature of Christ. Will you show forth the nature of Jesus Christ when you are in that building, in that beautiful structure you may be in? Will you show forth the nature of Christ? Is Christ in that building? Because the building don't mean too much to Jesus Christ if your spirit is not there. So we sometimes, amen, get carried away with the building itself, amen, how beautiful Amen, how magnificent that it is. But that doesn't mean nothing to Jesus if his spirit is not there. The Lord wants his spirit, amen, is to be in his children. Uh, God wants, amen, is going to present himself a glorious church. I want you all to understand what I'm saying tonight. Amen. Any and everything the Lord is not going to accept. He going, amen, it's going to have to be a glorious church. It's going to have to be a church, amen, that it has been pleasing and obedient to his will. This is the kind of church that the Lord is coming back after. Salvation involves more than only a part of a single act of repentance. The scripture, amen, refers to Jesus as Lord far more than they refer to him as Savior. To Jesus, amen, is Lord. And Lord means, amen, that he has a rule over a believer's life. And anybody that is Lord over your life means that you cannot do the thing that you would do because, amen, you got a Lord over your life, and you must refer your life to what your Lord commands you to live or do. He is Lord. He is our Savior. There is no other Savior 
besides Jesus Christ. Now, in other words, amen, we receive him as our Savior through obedience. Are you obedient tonight? Have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord, your ruler, amen, uh, uh, through salvation as your Savior? Is he really your Savior tonight? Are you really obeying him to the plans of salvation? This is the mystery the Lord, amen, is unfolding unto us. But we also must live daily life that demonstrate he is our Lord. We must show forth, amen, the world and prove to our own self, amen, that he is the Lord of your life by, amen, demonstrating that you are living for only Jesus Christ. You've got to demonstrate, amen, your life got to show that you are living for only Jesus Christ. you find that in Romans, amen, chapter 12, 1 and 2. The Apostle Paul emphasized, that the church is to be a glorious church. Think about it. As you say that you know Jesus and you obeying the Lord, amen, uh, are, are you living to the best of your ability? Every day is to obey your Lord. God is coming back at a glorious church. Yeah, again, you find that in Ephesians 5 and 27. The Greek word translated glorious refers to being held in honor. It's going to be held in honor. It's going to be an honorable church, not a dishonorable church. It's going to be a high repute. It's going to be something that God can be proud of, having his glory. It's going to be a splendid church. My God, my God. The Lord is not going to accept any kind of thing, any kind of way we live. Basically, amen, the church, amen, is composed of people who have turned from their old lives of sin to live a complete dedicated to God. Are you completely dedicated to the Lord tonight? Beloved saints of God, I'm talking about you that's done accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior and have received the gift of the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongue as the Spirit of God gave you utterance, have, are you completely dedicated unto the Lord? Do you hear only the Lord's voice tonight talking to you? The church buildings are only an edifice that provides a meeting place for the members of the church. It's only a building. That's all the church building is. It's a place where, amen, God, people can come together and come, amen, and magnify the name of Jesus. Believers, amen, have met in caves before it was a building made, amen, there were believers, amen, they come, they met in cave to have church. On the trees and in houses and in modern church buildings, it is not the place but the people who are important of God. People, amen, has met on the trees. They have met, they have met in houses having church. I can remember, amen, even in my day and time, amen, when the saints of God, amen, used to meet, meet on the tree, and they met there praising the name of Jesus. There was nothing glorious about the tree, but it was a spot that they could give Jesus praise and glory. Comfortable buildings are enjoyable, and they are desirable. But it is far more important that believers have God's spirit within them. It is to 
have a magnificent edifice without the Spirit of the Lord. Now, Paul is letting us know, amen. It is far better to have the Spirit of God within you than you have a magnificent edifice and there is no Spirit. And amen, we are living in that day and time now. We have, amen, such, so many churches, amen, have beautiful cathedrals. Everything looks like it's in place, amen, but there is no spirit. Now, I remember the Bible telling us, amen, but the Lord, amen, want a glorious church. Paul stated, God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth. He is Lord of heaven and earth. He dwelleth not in temples that made with hand. God don't dwell in no temple that's made with hand. So don't let the building impress you, but let Jesus impress you as you are in the building. Acts 17 and 24. Call out believers. They comprise the New Testament. First Corinthians 6 and 19. Outwardly, the tabernacle of the Old Testament was not an imposed structure. The final covenant was a bargain skin and was not particular attractive. The place where they were worshiping in the tabernacle, amen, it, 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 was, it was not attractive. But it was a place where they could serve the Lord. Emily, however, the scene was completely different. Emily, amen, it was completely difficult when they went in there, amen, they went in giving God praise, giving him glory. They weren't thinking about the building. And when you go into the house of the Lord, you must not think about the building is more important than the builder, and that is Jesus Christ. There were three articles in the holy place. All made of pure gold. On one side was the table of showbread. On the other was the golden candlestick. And again, the giant curtain separated the holiness of holiness from the holy place where an altar for burning incense. Result in a sweet smelling. There were three, amen, different places. But as the beauty, as the beauty of the tabernacle was inwardly and not outwardly, so is the beauty of the New Testament church. It is the beauty of the New Testament inwardly and not outwardly. It's not the outside of, of the building, amen, that is beautiful, but it ought to be the inside where the saints of God is there. And when I mean that, I don't talk about, I'm not talking about the, the structure of it. I'm talking about the people that God ought to be beautiful. God gone to present to himself a glorious church, a holy church, without spot, blemish, or a raker or any such thing. Are you searching your life tonight? David said, Lord, take the reins of my heart and try me. Search me, Lord. Search me, Lord. Are you building tonight? Which is your temple, amen? Which is your body? Are you without spot, blemish, or raker or any such thing tonight? The beauty of the church is seen within the believer who comprise it. The church is a is glorious because, amen, that believer 
are glorious before the Lord. Now, amen, sometimes, amen, your old outwardly body, amen, not, may not feel well. It may not feel so glorious. But your soul ought to, amen, be glorious in the eyesight of the Lord. As as members of the church of Jesus Christ, we are to be pure. We We are to be pure, free from sin. How many believers out there is trying to even live free from sin? There are many, amen, people today tell you, you can't live free from sin. Well, are you least trying and completely dedicated to God? You can't do it on your own. You can't do it by yourself. You need the help of the Holy Spirit. I'll agree. You can't live free from sin, amen, by yourself. But with the Holy Spirit, you can There is no sin going to go into heaven. Remember, he's Lord of your body. When you when you confess him and you say, amen, I love him, you saying, amen, he is my ruler. He is my master. He is my Lord. And I wouldn't do anything is to disgrace my Lord. But are you telling the truth? The Lord, amen, looking for a holy church. No spots, no wrinkles, no uh, blemish. Paul referred, amen, to the hope of the Christians in his letter to the Corinthian church. He said, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men's most miserable. In this life here, Amen, that we're living in right now. If we only have hope in Christ, we are almost miserable. First Corinthians 15 and 19. Our hope is not based in this world. Our hope is not based upon this world or how this world treats us or how we get along in this world. Our hope is based upon Jesus Christ. Brother, we belong to be with him We long to be with our Lord when this life on earth is complete. We, Amen. When this life, when God says it's your time, we long to be with him. But how how are you going? How, amen, when when you leave here, how did you present your body? Did you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him every day? Did you learn that, amen, you could just live any kind of way and wait till that last hour and say, Lord, forgive me? No. God's word presents this great event in terms of a marriage. Now, when you get ready to marry, amen, remember that is a relationship between man and wife. And there is not supposed to be any cheating between that relationship, no deceiving between that relationship, because you, you, you now have become to be one flesh. Paul assured believers that Christ loved the church like a husband loved his wife. Christ loved the church, and the church is who? You and I. Every born-again believer, amen, that meet the condition of the commandments of the Lord, amen, we are his. And to such an extent that he gave, amen, his life for our salvation. Amen, he gave his life for our salvation. Now, if you love your wife or your husband, Amen. There is a lot that you would give up for the love that you have for one another. But instead, amen, Jesus went further than that. He gave his life for salvation. 
He gave his life for salvation. Nobody took it from him. He gave it. He said, I lay my life down. We sometimes refer to the Jews took his life. No, they didn't take his life. He laid his life down for salvation. For you and I to come to be part of this great church. We were all sinners at one time. Romans 3 and 23. But our merciful God has provided the means for our cleanness. You got to be clean to get into heaven. Children, listen to me. You got to be clean in order to get into heaven. There is no filth going up in heaven. We can now be received by him as a member of his family. We are members of his family now because we have been washed in his blood. He has saved us. He has sanctified us. And he has filled us with his person's gift. We are, amen, members of his family. But he expects us to be pure and holy without spot, rancor, or blemish. Oh, that is really saying something. That is really saying that he expects us to be, amen, pure. Only the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Holy means to put on his character, to be like him. Without any spot means, amen, you can't have a whole lot of little things in your mind that's not like Jesus. Your government can't be wrinkled. It's got to be without blemish. When they used to offer up the lamb, amen, for a sacrifice, if the lamb had a blemish on it, it was not acceptable. Our life got to be that same way in the eyesight of God. Our amen life, amen, can't have no blemish on it. And if he's giving us time right now is to, amen, correct anything that is in our life that's not like him. Jesus won't appear, church. He won't appear, church. Are you listening to me tonight? He won't appear, church. Our spiritual pureness is what makes us glorious to the Lord and not to the world. Our spiritual pureness makes us glorious unto the Lord and not to the world. We are not trying to plead the world. We're not trying to satisfy the world. We're not trying to act like the world. Jesus said, you are in the world, but don't be of the world. Come out from among them and be ye separated, says the Lord. Can you hear the word of God talking to you tonight, church? He's coming back at a glorious church. Moreover, only the pure in heart will inherit the new Jerusalem. Listen, my children, don't waste your time. Don't waste your time talking about living for Jesus and know you ain't going to do right. Don't waste your time because only the pure in heart is going to enter into that new Jerusalem. If you're not going to do right, and no, you're not going to do right. You might as well have all the fun that you want and do everything you want in this world. Because amen in hell, you're going to lift up your eyes. Moreover, only the pure in heart will inherit the new Jerusalem. But the fearful, those, but the fearful and the unbelievers, those that don't believe, and the abomination, those that done everything un- contrary, amen, to the word of God, and murders and homongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars. They should have a part 
in the lake which burned with fire and brimstone, Revelation 21 and 8. They are not going to make it in. You may be laughed at now. The way that you live your life because the world is saying you don't have to live that way in order for to accept Jesus Christ. You don't have to deny your body of, of all the pleasure of life. But Jesus will let us know tonight, amen, that all liars, all liars, small, great, they're going to have their part in the lake that burn with fine brimstone. Paul listed 17 words of the flesh in Galatians 5, 19 and 21. He ended the passion by stating that those who were guilty of these sins would not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Paul, let us know, amen, that if you've got these things in your flesh, you are not going to inherit the kingdom of heaven. Believers must have no spiritually defect. Believers must have no spiritually defect. No spiritually decay in their heart. Otherwise, you are, you are not to have anything against nobody, no matter what they have done to you. You must not have any spiritually defect in your heart. The Lord forgave us for our sin, and we must forgive others of theirs. That may be not the easiest thing to do, amen, but amen, God, grace is sufficient for us. And not be spiritually deformed. We can't be spiritually deformed. Spiritually sick. The law of Moses, amen, were clear regarding, amen, the qualification for the priesthood. It was very clear. The passion, amen, such as in Exodus, when you get time, you can read it, 19 and 22, and then Leviticus 20 and 3. It clearly points to the need for a priesthood that was completely clear of any defect. That priesthood could not have no defection in it. It had to be acceptable that God could use it. Christian believers are the priesthood of the New Testament. So you are priests. Believers, you are a priest today. You are to serve God. And not yourself, but you are to serve God. First Peter, amen, 2 and 9, let you know, amen, that God expects us to be completely free from the desires of this ungodly world. Y'all hear that? Some of us, amen, trying to go to heaven, and we're living, amen, our lives partially in the world. We're doing the same thing that the world is doing. Uh-uh. The Lord is looking for a glory shirt. Now, amen, it costs you something to get to heaven. Heaven is not an easy thing to get to. Like, most people want to pretend that it is. Oh, you just accept Jesus Christ, amen, and you say, no, 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 it's way more to it than that. You got to deny yourself every day. If any man will come after me, let him what? Let him first deny himself and then pick up his cross and follow me. We may not be perfect. But we can and must grow towards perfection. Oh, no, I'm not perfect. Amen, but I'm growing towards perfection. I'm not trying to live in sin, amen, every day when the Lord has brought me out of sin. Holiness 
refers to God virtue. That God is holy means he possesses a perfect virtue and character. He alone is a holy one. He alone is a holy one. And our success as Christian believers is depending upon our yielding to him and experiencing spiritually growth in him. The Lord gave me Proverbs 3, 3 and 5. I've been knowing that scripture, amen, for years. But it really opened up my understanding, especially in this day and time we're living now. We don't know what's going to happen from one time to the other one. And it says, trust in the Lord with all of thine heart and lean not to your own understanding. And I'm saying that to you tonight, amen. Believers, you that is trusting in Jesus, trust in him with all your heart and don't you lean to your own understanding. Psalm 127 and 1 says, he revealed, amen, that we are complete dependent on God. Are you are you really completely dependent? Uh, <coughs> excuse me, up on God for everything. Believers ought to completely depend up on God for everything. We depend on Him to meet our physical and spiritual needs. We depend upon the Lord to meet our physical needs. God knows what's going on in your body. He knows what's going on in your mind. We depend upon him to give us help and give us strength. Our physical needs. He said, I will supply your needs with his riches and glory. We depend upon him, amen, for our spiritual needs. We need nourishment. We need feeding. We need to grow. It is impossible for a person to obtain salvation through any goodness on his own part. You can't obtain salvation through no goodness on your own part. You can't do nothing to bring salvation. Salvation comes only through Jesus Christ. Rather, only God can forgive sin. Only God can forgive sin. Only God can forgive sin. Believers, if you are a believer, and I can call you a believer, I know you have already asked the Lord to forgive you of your sins. Only God can forgive sin. Through what? Through repentance of sin. We are able to experience God's forgiveness of sin. We have to repent, repent. Open up your heart and repent. And God will forgive you of your sin. No matter who you are, where you are, you don't have to be in no established church. Amen. You can be out on the street. You can stop and ask God to forgive you. God will forgive you for your sins. And the initiative of a genuine relationship with him. And that starts a, a amen, a, 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 a relationship. Have you got a relationship with Jesus? Can you really talk to Jesus? Is he communicating with you on your own level? I have a spiritual relationship with the Lord. And then, amen, when you, when you repent of your sin, you've got to go down in water. Water is essential. Water is very necessary. You've got to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. You've got to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. If you don't be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, you went down in the wrong name. Jesus is the only somebody can forgive sin. 
You say, well, God can forgive sin. That is who Jesus is. Jesus is God. He has unfolded this mystery. He said, it is given unto you to know the mystery. I'm talking about the believer. It is given unto you to know the mystery. God has revealed his mystery unto us. But you must go down in water. Amen. And be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. It facilitates, amen, the remission of our sin. And the Lord fills us with the Holy Spirit. Amen. He fills us. You've got to have the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And when I say that, you've got to have the infilling of the Holy Ghost. How do you know you got the Holy Ghost? He said, these signs shall follow them that believe us. If you have the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is going to, amen, give you some evidence that, amen, you know, you know you got the Holy Ghost, and that is speaking through other tongues as the Spirit of God give you utterance. Then you know you don't receive God's tongue and not just man, amen. You don't receive God's tongue in your life. Now you are filled with the Holy Ghost. Oh, bless his name. And the Lord will fill us with the Holy Spirit as we walk in the power and guidance of the Holy Ghost. That's what every believer should be doing now, walking in the power and the guidance of the Holy Ghost, depending totally upon nobody but Jesus. Our relationship with Christ grows deeper and deeper. The more we see the world approaching, amen. Then also strengthen our spiritual relationship because we know soon that he's coming back and coming and getting us. Amen. However, we are to we are we are able to continue to grow in our relationship with him only as we live our life as true believers. Now amen, you gotta be true, truthful in this thing. Follows and obedient of the Holy Spirit. Because if we led by the Spirit, then, amen, we are the sons of God. Overcoming temptation. you got to overcome temptation. This is possible only as we develop a complete dependency upon the Lord and his holiness. we got to overcome temptation. You can't let temptation, amen, take you. You can't say you were tempted by God. Because God can't be tempted with evil. And you can't just say, I was weak and I fell into it. If you got the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is going to strengthen you. Holiness didn't know to be consecrated uh, to God. Are you consecrated to God tonight? One dictionary defines, amen, one who is holy as one who is free from sin. If you're holy, amen, then you are free from sin. The Bible says, amen, what shall we say then? Shall we, amen, uh, serve sin? God forbids us. If the Lord has brought us out of sin, amen, we don't have no business, amen, serving sin. I'm talking about the believers tonight. While that is true, being holy involves much more than that alone. The Greek word translated as holy includes the concept of being completely dedicated to God. Believers, are you completely dedicated to God? Now listen to what I said, not to your pastor not to your mother, not to your brother, not to your sister or auntie? Are you completely dedicated, a husband or wife? But are you completely dedicated to God? 
To be a holy person means that one is wholly dedicated to God in every aspect of his life. In every aspect of your life, you ought to involve the Lord. You ought to involve the Lord in your life, everything that you do. It involves remaining completely free from anything that is contrary to God. And we sometimes, amen, live any kind of life now, and then we just we just get up, amen, and go to praising God. God is looking for a holy church, a church without a spot, blemish, or wrinkle, or any such thing. That takes, amen, some striving. That takes some dedication. That takes some suffering. That takes some denying in order to get into the kingdom of heaven. Romans 12, 1 and 2, amen, he expressed the will, the concept, and complete consecration to God. We must present ourselves as a living sacrifice to him. What kind of sacrifice? A living sacrifice. Something that is living, something that is alive. A living sacrifice to him. And we must not conform to the modern of this present world. We, we must not conform to the modern of this present world. We must be alive under God and dead to this world. Holiness demands service. When you say that you are holy, holy demands something out of you. The ancient Jews, amen, considered the priesthood as a position of high honor. When they was, amen, had to go through that, amen, they, they, they considered, amen, uh, the ancient Jews considered, amen, the priesthood as a high honor. Those who appeared to the priests had to possess the proper linen according to the law. You couldn't just come to come to a man and bring no any kind of linen. You had to have the proper linen. Israel two and twenty sixty two. Father, their bodies had to be free from imperfectness of any kind, and their marriage was governed by the law. God desired a priesthood that was pure and holy. Those who did not meet God's qualification and were not completely dedicated to him could possibly lead the nation astray from the law of God. See, if you are not completely dedicated to God, you can lead the people astray. This happened when Eli was a high priest. This sinfulness of his son, it resulted. It resulted in Israel, amen, treating the things of God with contempt. Amen. They didn't treat the things of God like they were supposed to because, amen, them boys was not saved. Believers today, amen, comprise the new covenant priesthood of Jesus Christ. See 1 Peter 2 and 9. God expects his priests today to completely commit themselves to him. We are to serve him and to represent him while we are on earth. To be effectual, a representation, the members of Christ must be as God is pure and holy, both within and without. We, amen, is here is to please Jesus. God bless you, is the Dr. Moore saying, he coming at a church without a spot, blemish, or wrinkle. That was great coming from Dr. Moore tonight. You guys, like he said, God is coming back to a church without a spot, blemish, or wrinkle. Are you ready for his return? All right, you guys. Well, that was another good one. As usual, the messages on Thursday nights are very well seasoned and flavorful. We shall be back next week. Don't forget to tune in Sunday. Sunday services at 1130 a.m. will be here if you're in the church. That's excellent because you'll be right there for the front row seat. Also, too, as well, we're doing the Facebook Live on Sunday. That's Blessings by Grace Radio for Facebook Live. So if you'd like to actually see 
Dr. Moore in person, but you don't live in the United States or you don't live in California, not to worry, we have Facebook Live where you can physically see how our church happens and how we give God the ultimate praise of hallelujah. Very quickly before we go, I also mentioned on Wednesday that we have a P.O. Box set up. We do have it set up. So if you like our show and you've somehow been blessed and the Lord puts it on your heart to donate a monetarily blessing to our broadcast or if you want to send us a thank you letter or a private prayer. You know, some of you can't call in because you're out of the country. That's okay. You can donate. You can write a monetary um, donation, like, if that's your choice. You can also go ahead and send us letters, prayer requests. We'd be happy to hear from you. Our P.O. Box set up solely for the radio, and all of its purposes is P.O. Box. That's P as in Paul. O was an Oscar, B is in boy, O was an Oscar, X as in xylophone or X as in x-ray. The number is 671, Apple, like you're eating an apple, in the valley, the state of California, the zip code is 92307. Again, that's P.O. Box 671, Apple Valley, California, 92307. Dr. Moore will get all of your letters, your prayer requests. He'll even add you to the national prayer list at our church. So that way we can have the church praying for you. If you want to be anonymous, that's absolutely okay, too, because God knows who you are, and he will make sure that the prayer reaches directly to you and he's ready to answer. God bless you, and good night. Bye-bye, everybody.